Hey, my beautiful eggheads. Thanks for tuning in to the seventh episode of Soft Boiled. This week I had on my friend Michael Kelly, the very funny Michael Kelly. Uh, we talk eggs, we talk food, we talk chopped, we talk reality TV. Michael and I uh, just love talking to each other so this episode was really fun to record really fun to listen to uh we did have a little technical issue in the middle which uh shouldn't really affect you guys too much um but i did want to call it out just to you know make drew feel bad um so this doesn't happen again and drew if you're listening which i know eventually you will be (laughs) uh that's for you get it together uh otherwise this episode was really great um and we talked a little bit about easter is easter and um yeah if you like michael you can check him out on instagram at michael k sure why not and obviously follow us on instagram soft boiled pod and uh yeah share the podcast and give us a little rating and a review if you are enjoying it if you're not enjoying it send me a direct message telling me what's wrong with me i would prefer that a uh, little one-on-one convo but yeah, this episode's great, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, you're listening to... <laughs> I feel like the haze have to get longer each time. Isn't that the role of podcasting? Yeah. All right. Hey, I'm Sarah Bell. You're listening to Soft Boiled. I'm here with my really good friend, Michael Kelly. Hey. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. Thank you for being here. And I, Drew, Drew, should I start introducing you? I don't I think at this point you can't. You can't start. If sure you, you can. No, no. She's committed to not doing it. And people just. And I do do whatever Drew tells me to do. So he's kind of, yeah. <laughs> he's the boss. No, this Fair is really enough. my show. I'm, I'm like pulling the strings. Yeah. And we have this thing where he can telepathically. Uh, tell me things, but he still wants to Ooh. cut me off and <laughs> chime in. So that's why he does that. Um, so you're saying don't introduce you're it's it's assumed that you're here. Yeah. And I yeah, I'll take this as an opportunity to let the audience know that if you're not going to be here, the <laughs> show probably you'll... won't happen. But also, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll make an announcement. Okay, I appreciate that. Maybe we should get a guest producer one time, and we'll switch and let you be, be the, the, the interviewer. Okay. Oh, me sitting on a very special... Do you want to interview me? Do you want me to host? Oh, shit. That would be crazy. All right. Let's let's get real (laughs) scrambled right out of the game. Me hosting is absurd. Yeah. And I would never (laughs) answer a question if you asked me. Um, But I I am happy to have you here, Michael. No, thank you. I thought I was going to be part of the big intro episode. I was very (laughs) excited. I mean, I'm still excited. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's shut down so quick. You got to yes and things. True. Me? Yeah. You should let me give you the intro of Drew. But uh, now, no, now, now I'm done with you, and I'm on All to right. Michael. Well, I'm here. How was your day? Uh, it was good. It was pretty quiet. It's a rainy day yeah. in Philly, so just a lazy day with coffee and some eggs. Yeah. Um, jump right in. Jumping yeah, right you in. You want to go right for the going right for going right it right main for meal. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> gonna, gonna dip that toast right in that yolk. Real quick though, how do you do? You make you make your own coffee? I do. Yeah. And what do you do? You use a French press? Yes, yeah, that's my You're preferred method. Me too. Of coffee. I also do the drip, drip, drip pour over. And I have like one 
pour over. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. I'm. I guess yeah. it's bad to <laughs> nod like, on yeah, a podcast. No, I shouldn't yeah. vocally. But confirm. also, um, I don't think I'm describing things correctly. So that, that I felt like I was more like waiting for confirmation that what I'm saying <laughs> is making sense. I'm not opposed to drip coffee. I myself don't own a drip coffee machine. Yeah. But I wouldn't be like, I am not drinking that trash that comes from a drip. Are you one of those people that's like, I haven't had my coffee. Don't talk to me. Uh, no, no. You know, I tried. I used to be a very troubled sleeper. So I make sure that I don't have coffee until I've been awake for an hour. Because your body okay. more naturally wakes itself up. Because when you take that away, like if you if you immediately like wake up and go right to the kitchen and like pour coffee, as Dolly Parton has instructed us to do. <laughs> is that her thing? In nine to five. Oh, sorry. That's a. This is another gay episode. This is a gay episode. We're gonna well, probably the gayest. Buckle in, everyone. So if you drink coffee right away, like you, your body starts to rely on caffeine being the thing to wake you up and not, you know, your natural ability to do that. Yeah. If I could, I would have a, just an IV that I immediately plug in <laughs> while I'm still laying down. <laughs> it's like, how do you even get your shit together enough to make coffee within the first hour is how I'm thinking. And it was a big thing in our house growing up. Like as children, coffee was a big thing around like um, my, my grandmother was way into coffee. So I started drinking coffee at like, I want to say nine Holy years smokes. old. Yeah. Um, That's and really... I remember... We had, a, like, I think it was like like the first day of the school year. And I remember the teacher going around and everyone had to kind of announce what they had for breakfast that day. <laughs> and I was just like... You're like, coffee, black. <laughs> yeah, and it was, and it was. And I was just like, black coffee. And then sat down and like the look on this woman. Because I mean, this is also, I want to say... <laughs> She's like calling home. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, this is 1987. So, you know, it was just kind of like, what is this child drinking coffee? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it like pans out and you're in a Folgers. Yeah, this is an alcoholic child <laughs> drinking black coffee from styrofoam. She's like, what'd you have for dinner? And you're like, scotch, neat. Right, yeah. <laughs> and a half a cigarette. Yeah, it's like a nine-year-old says they had coffee. Answers yeah, to the teacher, I had coffee and asked to go have a cigarette. Right. <laughs> yeah. We were very Italian, you know. It was all smoking yeah. in the house, red wine and coffee. Yeah, my Pasta. dad My dad used to, like, he would always get up way earlier than everybody else and drink coffee in the bathroom while he would smoke cigarettes. So just, like, you would get up get it and all the out whole of the house way. would smell like a combination <laughs> of, like, stale cigarettes, stale shit, and stale coffee. Smoking <laughs> it's very weird, yeah. But, you know, he kind of, yeah, he was just, like, doing his thing. I'd say he's busy. I thought that you know? that was normal as hell. You don't really know until you start going to other people's houses. This man had five normal. children. He had uh, not a lot of time to do all those things. So he probably was just like, what if I put together my cigarette yeah, coffee five and kids, seven people break. on the house, only two <laughs> bathrooms. You got to get it. If you want to sit on the toilet for two hours, he would get up at, like, 6 a.m. <laughs> inside smoke. So there was inside smoking for you, too? I just yeah, decided, I was I like, just that's a really... Even, yeah, I don't even really remember... Yeah, I don't remember not... My dad would mostly smoke outside, but he would smoke in the bathroom with the window open. That didn't count as... <laughs> yeah, that's also outside. <laughs> it's that's like, once you're in that. there by yourself, you're in a, your own world. <laughs> inside, outside, it's just his his world. Yeah, no, you know, we were an inside smoking household growing up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my grandmother... Um, 
My grandmother bought all of these like large uh, air cleaners, like air filtration systems that were like these freestanding things that were throughout the house because my sister had asthma and I had chronic bronchitis. <laughs> like she we're just... not going to stop smoking, but everything will blow it <laughs> yeah. into the fan. I, you know, she did everything she could to make sure that we got the best medical treatment and help so that we could both be healed one day. Everything except stopping smoking in the house. Yeah. I, no, you know, and that makes her. It's my grandmother was a wonderful her person. In a big yeah. way. So. Not to throw out that old chestnut. Of, it was a different time but it was a, you know <laughs> yeah i my brother my younger brother had a friend danny who lived down the block and his both of his parents smoked cigarettes inside and he sounded like he was a six-year-old man so From he Boston. would he would call the house and he would go hey is michael home i'm like you guys are eight who's calling are you from the 40 year old i was like this, is, this kid sounds like he's like 65 right. he had a rough voice um, I, it's funny too. And then like to go back to the story of me telling what I had for breakfast. So of course there's inside and in car smoking, like indoor smoking. Like that was just something that never phased me at any point. Yeah. Um, and, uh, going to school and being like, what'd you have for breakfast? Reeking of cigarettes and coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, smelling like a dorm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a storyline where it's like, it is a grown man that it's like a freaky Friday situation where you got switched <laughs> with your dad <laughs> and he had to go to second grade. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh geez. But, um, yeah, so that was growing yeah. up. So now that you're <laughs> now that you're smoking. grown and you and you make a grown man's breakfast, well, how do you like your eggs? Oh, without inside smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you say. don't like you know. finish the eggs and put the cigarette butt right, in or the last yeah, bite. smoking over <laughs> eggs like a la of a, a Peggy Bundy sort of <laughs> je ne sais quoi. Yeah, it's like um, uh, salt and pepper and a little ash. Um, yeah, I eat eggs every day. I make an egg sandwich and that sort of egg sammy, if you will, and that'll. How's the, how's the eggs cooked inside the sandwich, though? It's a really simple sort of, like, not quite an omelet, not quite a... I just do a... Um, when I cook eggs, I typically take a cold pan, um, usually just, like, a little Teflon. <laughs> like, I don't use anything complicated. When I see people get out, like, a cast iron skillet to fry some eggs, I'm like, that seems like a whole lot of fucking work for eggs. Yeah. <laughs> or something that cooks in three minutes. Something you could literally make in the microwave, and it would be serviceable. Microwave egg, the idea of microwaving eggs makes me feel uncomfortable though. Have you never done it? I've n- I don't think I think I watched my friend's dad like do it in a mug and then like sl- flip it over and put it on a um into an egg sandwich. Yeah, into an egg sandwich. <laughs> I re- and it fascinated me, but I, yeah, the idea of microwaving something for thirty seconds that also takes thirty seconds to cook in a pan—it's like, well, you know, you're not saving any time. Right. I remember in home economics class in eighth grade, I want to say um, one of the for the cooking portion of home economics, like they taught us how to take like like one of those sort of glass measuring cups and then cooking an egg within that and then like layering cheese on it and then sliding it out onto like an English muffin or something. It's like a, an easy egg sandwich to make. Oh, like, I think I remember that too. Right? Yeah. That's, yeah, dude. Uh, that's what we should be whoa. teaching in school. I feel like they got rid of home economics. I, I, it's been, it's been a minute since I've been in, like you could still, it's been so long since I've been in elementary school and middle school that they could still, speaking of smoking inside, <laughs> you could still smoke inside school buildings. I remember once going to give something to a teacher in a teacher's lounge and like there were four people just smoking in a t- around a table, you know? Yeah, that's cool. In when their I denim to, onesies. When I went, you had to go across to the bike path to smoke. 
Oh, the and 80s. so there'd just be like a <laughs> the 80s and uh, early 90s. You would pull up on, you know, to the schoolyard, and there'd just be like one spot where everyone was smoking. Yeah. Um, yeah. They don't Mac. have they don't have a home Mac anymore. They don't. don't how think. do kids learn how to make a chocolate chip cookie pizza? I remember that was another thing that we made <laughs> at home Mac. I uh, remember having artichoke for the first time at home Mac. Oh wow! And being like, wow, artichoke is so good. But I think we dipped it in butter, and I think I was just like, I like mm, butter. butter. <laughs> <laughs> it is great. Uh, butter artichoke dipped in artichoke hearts dipped in butter is like, come on. Yeah. But we we did do a thing, I remember. We did like a unit where we, we got to taste all the different varieties of fruits and vegetables or we were forced to. Yeah, how learn the food pyramid. Yeah, we, we were made to. We were forced um, to. Threatened to try fruit. Yeah. Um, but speaking of butter, going to... Okay, <laughs> so, yeah, go back to... So I... So I, I fry, uh, I would take a cold pan and then put like a small pad of butter, turn on a very low heat. And then the minute the butter is completely melted, the pan is exactly hot as it needs to be for an egg. And then you just, uh, I, I just whisk the eggs together, two eggs, and then put it right in. Nothing else. Like an omelet would need milk or liquid of some kind. And uh, and then I just kind of like lightly fold it over. And I put it on a long roll and I make um, hot sauce mayo. Mm. And I put like a layer of arugula, and then the egg, and then uh, and that's really it. Unless I have bacon. Around. <laughs> that sounds amazing. It's also very funny because everybody that I've had on the show, I mean, we've had people on that didn't even know there were different ways you could cook eggs. So you come on and you're <laughs> like, <just> <laughs> yeah, you did text me earlier and say, I'm gonna be the first guest that knows how to cook eggs. And I'm that's absolutely honored. true. <laughs> I'm honored to be the first guest like, that doesn't cook an egg. Well, everybody can cook eggs. I mean, you said that's like the first thing you've ever it was, learned yeah, from me. Yeah, um, when I was like uh, nine or ten, like after kind of getting an intro of making, you know, uh, eggs in a microwave, and also because uh, I wanted to recreate, I wanted to do it at home. So I always liked cooking, cook and my grandmother's like, let's just show you how to make it in a pan. And her method was very. She was like an oil egg person, which is great if you like. A really crispy egg, like something that kind of, like legitimately a fried egg. Yeah, like a super fried egg that's kind of like the crunchy edges, but it's still kind of runny and mm. brown and stuff. Like, which is great. Those are great for sandwiches. Yeah, every time anyone's even talking about eggs, I'm just like, mm, sounds good. <laughs> I haven't met an egg I didn't like. Do you like custardy eggs, like a custardy scrambled egg where it's almost just barely cooked? Yeah, yeah. It's my favorite. I um, I usually cook mine somewhere medium. But I didn't even really realize that there's like that people have a preference until I was like scrambled eggs or scrambled eggs, but some people order them hard, like they don't. Oh want yeah, it. people want like well done eggs, which is you know fine, but it's like French cooking is mostly like a very soft egg. Like you're like that's why you would start with a cold pan is because the heat needs to be controlled, and then um, it's just barely cooked like a sunny egg. Even if it's not completely set on top, if you take it off the heat, you can put a lid on it and it'll slowly finish cooking. Kind of like yeah. the same with like a carbonara, where heat just like cooks it. I my parents weren't like like cooks or anything like that. The only thing I ever remember my dad teaching me how to make was eggs. He taught me how to make scrambled eggs. Where he would be like, pour it in the pan and wait until you see the edges start to kind of curl, and then push that to the center and let the rest of it drip down into like the, the pan. Like the whisk around, push through. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, that's that's and, the perfect um, scrambled egg. As yeah. they say, as the internet has. And then he also taught me how to make 
egg salad because we had we had a thing in our family that was the egg salad sandwich club <laughs> which is just so weird but it's true my dad didn't know how to make any i think now it's just that my dad didn't know how to anything make make anything but eggs and uh if my mom left him at home alone he was like oh, there better be eggs in the fridge. <laughs> um they are great it's a very versatile food yeah, I was just reading that thing, and it said that there was an unlimited amount of ways to make eggs. But I don't think that that, that can't be true. I think it depends unlimited. on how you... I mean, because it's how the use of the egg. Like, I like to use, like, I, I rarely just fry an egg to, like, eat and dip a... You know what I mean? Like a sunny egg, where you would, like, a runny, dippy mm-hmm. egg. You know, whatever... However you were brought up I always it. say dippy egg. Um, but it depends. I always say sunny. But um, right, fight me. <laughs> that's, no, no, but it's I'm not either. Oh no! <laughs> All right, bye, peace. <laughs> you made it sound like you wanted me to say what I call it, and then you attacked me immediately. No, yeah, I was. I, I, I just want to be a contrarian. That's why I'm here. I mean, I didn't come here to make friends. Yes, yeah, I came here right to win. Wrong. I came here to win. Yeah. Um, I because it's like I, I like that stuff. Should be a winner a, of each podcast. Of each podcast, <laughs> the winner <someone> wins. <laughs> I mean, eggs are the winner. Winner, winner, chicken. You could have a race where like that that barnyard <laughs> thing where someone has to hold a plastic egg between their legs and whoever crosses a finish line to get it into their. Oh my gosh, yeah. sounds hot. <laughs> a, lot came, a lot of county fairs where I'm from. I liked the game where somebody would have to like hold a, an egg on a spoon or something like that. I'm oh, like, it's yeah, not yeah. not hard. Spoons are egg shaped. Did you have to do <laughs> They're it? made for it. I'd like to see you carry it on right now. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> talking a big game. We, we should do eggs an egg. spoons. I was gonna say I'd like you do it. Do it with a knife. <laughs> you ever a <laughs> knife? Then I'd be impressed. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, I've seen it with spatulas. That's an impressive one because it's still flat, but you have some surface to work with, so it's not yeah. like a knife would be very tricky and a little dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <But> that's <laughs> that's what really yeah. makes it worth it. You have to do it with a pair of scissors and you have to run. Yeah, you run in scissors, <laughs> egg hold. It's like the satanic Easter. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was saying I just want to make the double eggs since I six. That's six the Palm Sunday tradition. <laughs> um, uh, do you like double eggs? I do, I do. I don't make them often, but I uh, won't turn them away. There's like it's rarely an egg thing that I don't like. Like I love yeah, it, like same. on like beam bop. Um, I love it. <laughs> it's like the um, the rice dishes. It's like a Korean Korean rice dishes yeah. where it's like. Um, sometimes it has meat. They do it very differently, but it's like a street food sort of thing. And then it has a broth. And then they put, um, sometimes they fry an egg and put it on it. Sometimes they poach the egg in the broth while it's cooking with the rest of the stuff. And it's sort of like supposed to be like a quick lunch, but they're really yeah, good. It's like, what is it with egg? They really are like the most versatile. F- it, eggs and rice are probably two of the most like versatile foods. Yeah. And rice turns into whatever you want to make it into. Yeah. I mean, it really doesn't know what it wants to be. I feel like eggs actually take over. And they changed the game. Rice is kind of like this is why this show is not about rice. Yeah. I would never. <laughs> and no offense to rice, but I would never do a podcast about rice. No one cares. <laughs> and everyone should care about eggs. I love rice, though. I do I, love rice. I eat a lot of rice. I was making a lot of rice pudding in winter because mm-hmm. it's such an easy old school dessert that involves eggs, like doing the um, uh, tempering of eggs. To make a custard. Yeah, custard. Oh, you're so a real, you're a real dessert guy. You know how to make all the good desserts. I yeah, I uh, used to bake quite a bit. I still do. I make stuff all the time, um, but not like for. I used to work with um, 
my friend Megan's pie company called Daily Pie, and that was based in Brooklyn. And I would go up there and we'd make pies and then sell them at the Brooklyn uh, indoor flea market, which was always super cool. Yeah. Um, I was actually just, I was telling Drew earlier that I was like, yeah, Michael used to like make pies. I don't know if it was like he would sell the pies to the person or he was selling pies. I don't know how, it's like you weren't a baker per se, but you were part of the pie process (laughs) i was part of the pie no i mean we went up there and physically baked pies in the commercial kitchen and we'd bake pies until like 11 o'clock at night like we'd start at six and then get coffees and then uh start making stuff then get like a late dinner uh finish up clean up the commercial kitchen then we'd go and watch um we both loved ghostbusters so we'd watch the ghostbusters movies usually one or twice have a bourbon go to sleep and then deliver some of the pies to coffee shops and then and then sell them that night at the the Brooklyn Brooklyn Indoor Flea Market, which I don't think exists anymore. I think they they shut that down. Yeah, well, long before COVID. Anymore in Brooklyn, right? Now. Right, right. No, this so. is pre. They were ahead. They were the originators of closing yeah. <laughs> forever. Uh, like, they did um, it before we COVID. Started closing businesses. So no, this like just failed legit. Like we didn't need help um, crashing yeah. this plane into a train. Like we just did it. We just yeah. buckled down. We did it. <laughs> what kind of pies did you make? All kinds. Um, she had a, a lemon chess, which is one of my favorites. One of those old South um, pantry lemon pies. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds good. Strawberry chocolate, which was just a very simple strawberry pie with chocolate chunks in it. Mm. Um, oh, gosh. What is you it? Guinness chocolate pie. chocolate oh. pie for my birthday that was so good. I made you a chocolate tart with yeah. a chocolate cookie, and that mm. was fun. I bought a tart. Like It was a great excuse to buy a new tart pan. I <laughs> one, but I was just like, let me make you You're this welcome. amazing. Um, I forget where I... I have that recipe saved somewhere. I forget whose it was. It was so good. Um, but there was some controversy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, not wanting to put candles in it, and then like my heart sank. Like, yeah. like The way you'd imagine... like You know how they say if you go to like France and ask for... like If you go to Paris and you eat at a restaurant and you ask for like a condiment or something, or like ketchup, like ketchup on a steak, I think, is like the yeah. sort of... Um, uh, what's Insult it called? Like, uh, to the chef. Yeah, exactly. Insulting to the chef. And um, that was it. To put a waxy candle in like this very fine sort of <laughs> custard yeah. tart. It was like. That I'd made. I made dough the night before, chocolate dough. And how long did it take you to make this pie or tart? Uh, it was a two day process. Yeah. And then immediately our other friend. Oh, not was like I was like Can it's we a not? birthday tart. We gotta put candles on. He was it. so insistent that it was because it was for a birthday for an adult person's birthday that yeah, it needs to have like, candles on, or it's not really a birthday. I'm like I spent two days making. Yeah. This. Meanwhile, I don't care about <laughs> you really... were hungover and almost forgot to do this. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm, and I we I all showed up late. But it's also, to put it's like candles next to it. Yeah, and I, also I don't care about my birthday or well, I do. I appreciate the effort of the sweet, but it's like I don't care about sweets or my uh, birthday. So. It's, little conflict going on in my honor and i'm like boys stop fighting over me (laughs) two gay guys like hey guys don't fight over me not to brag between your friendship not to brag but guys fight over me they're actually gay gay. guys fighting (laughs) fighting over whether or not to put candles in a chocolate french tart which is are easily one of the gayest arguments i've been a part of in the last several years i have to say but to be fair oh not like after oh not eight through half of it he's like okay i can see why you would have objected to putting this is he was he he oh he he apologized in his way and i was just like thank you 
that's all we need. That's all anybody ever needs to hear is an apology or a thank you or, a, you know, coming to terms with the fact that you're wrong. When you're wrong, you're wrong. And he was. Um, and I, and I'm was that a right or wrong yeah, thing? No, I just was just really like, not. don't put candles in it. And he's like, but it's not really one. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It. Uh. Yeah. That was funny. I was like, I don't I, think Sarah gives a yeah, fuck. Honestly, blowing up. I don't. That's like one time my friends. Well, I've had multiple surprise parties thrown for me, or somewhat surprise parties, and, uh, I hate surprises. I'm like a control freak, and I have anxiety. I like to have an idea of what's going on so I can mentally prepare myself. So the idea of anybody that likes me to throw me a surprise party, I'm like. Yeah, you're putting a lot of effort into something that I genuinely... I probably said out loud to you that I do not care. I can't understand why anyone would want a surprise party. That sounds like a nightmare to me. Like, I would have a panic attack. I would be like, I don't know what I look like. I don't, like... I don't know. Yeah, I had a surprise... My first boyfriend threw me a surprise birthday party for, like, my 17th birthday. But it was, like, um... All my friends like acted like they didn't, they weren't available for my birthday. So then I went out to dinner with my boyfriend, and then we went back to his house, and all my friends were there. But for the whole day, for the whole dinner, I was like, "Fuck my friends! I hate them! <laughs> I don't ever want to hang out with them ever again." And then we're like pulling into his driveway, and I'm like looking over, and I'm like, "Did you throw a fucking surprise party for me? Because I'm about to be fucking pissed." And I had a great time. It was fun. And I appreciated it. But at the end of the day, it's like, well, I spent 48 hours thinking my friends were mad at me. I'm a 16-year-old. I'm barely 17. Where was the surprise? <laughs> so what I... I'm <laughs> barely 17. Was it at someone's house? It like, was at his house. Okay. I guess that's different. So it was, like, yeah. It wasn't like... I mean, we were 17. What, what, what could we do? Uh, yeah. I wasn't... I don't know. I don't know. What, <laughs> what do 17-year-olds do? I'm like, what? You didn't go to the he Cheesecake pool, Factory? So it was like a pretty big deal. His house was nice. But it was like... Yeah. I was like, that's not fun for me. That's not a good gift. I'm surprised that everyone... That's a good prank. Yeah. It felt <laughs> yeah. like prank. It felt like prank. If Ashton Kutcher was there, I would have been totally stoked. <laughs> Giving someone a surprise party who hates it, but then Ashton Kutcher comes out and... And they love Ashton Kutcher. That's not me. <laughs> yeah. That's... I was going to say, that's an interesting... I'd like to see that Venn diagram. Yeah. My sister and I went to my friend's... Surpri- my cousin's surprise baby shower, which is like, you're already having a kid. Like, give <laughs> <him> a break. <laughs> But it's like it's like oh weird. Your mom we, wants you to come over on a Tuesday. Or I'm sorry, on a Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m. They did something at like a fire hall. And they made her go. I was like, she's pregnant. What is she? Think fire hall. Oh, I'm thinking a fire of firing hall. range. I was like, that's the choice. Shoot guns at while she's pregnant. It's like sick, man. Listen to Metallica the whole time. Honestly, and... it's like I want to be surprised, but. <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? Oh, when we were leaving, my sister and I were like, we turned to each other and we're like, if anybody in our lives has ever like reaches out to either one of us and says, hey, I'm thinking about doing a surprise thing for Sarah, you know, will you help me plan it? Will you be part of the part, part of the prank? I do think it's a prank. It's not a fun thing. We were both like, yeah, we'll immediately shut that shit down and inform each other. There's no way anybody's ever going to. You would have to surprise both of us, basically, if you wanted to do the surprise party, <laughs> which isn't a 
you know, if any any of my family's listening, fun. it's no, not I've... a challenge. I don't. I'm not challenging anyone. It's not fun. Anyway, I don't know. I yeah, I'm not a fan of surprises either. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't even like when people watch me open gifts, but I do like when people give me gifts. So if I saw a tweet that was. <laughs> Um, I saw a tweet that was something like, the way I feel opening a gift in front of people makes me understand why the dog takes his cookie into the living room. (laughs) (laughs) That's more about how I felt when I would, like, take my, uh, snacks into the bathroom when I was a kid. A lot of eating in that bathroom. (laughs) Like, fuck everyone. Uh, I was a weird eater when I was a kid. Um, but I guess we should get into a segment. Oh, Yeah. How do you feel about uh, getting into a segment? I'm ecstatic. Oh, there we go. That's what I want to hear. Um, so I have a little egg fact. It's not It's not too exciting. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that before. I should let the guests decide. I think you prompt every egg fact, but like, this isn't that interesting. Or <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have to get rid of this segment, I guess. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> we're just live editing. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, if, I'm, people I'm, wanna, I'm if you, people want to keep hearing this segment, they can write in their own facts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I usually do like a Wikipedia thing where it's like, if you want to make up a fact or you want to submit some sort of egg tidbit. Yeah, the segment is, pause this, go look up a fact about eggs, and then hit play again. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll Otherwise known as, <laughs> so let's take a break. Yeah. <laughs> Casper mattress. To go to the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, Casper, we're, we're sponsored by Eglin's Best. Um... <laughs> We should get sponsored by eggs. Yeah, we should reach out to Eglin's best. Oh, yeah. Can you write that? Down? Are they are they <laughs> are they local or are they just like are they sponsoring podcasts right now? Like Eglin's Vests. No, <laughs> but I do I the do the Egg Council. Yeah, they're I the ones yeah, who, they're, they're part of the Egg Council. How do you become <laughs> a part of the Egg <laughs> they Council? Have a, they have to have a seat on the council. Right. Does yeah. that go up for election? Like does yeah. someone do they have to run? They're in the Senate. <laughs> how does that read um, the I mean that has to happen. The minutes of the <laughs> They can't just like be willy nilly about it. If there's an egg council, is it part of the government? Like the egg council? Yeah, it's the fourth yeah, branch. It's the fourth <laughs> branch. <laughs> okay. Um, I do feel like. Uh... <laughs> All right, too much. Okay. Well, let's let's. I mean, you should run. Yeah, I would <laughs> we find the, out I when the elections the, are. Yeah, I would just honestly, I would if I was going to be part of anything, I would be in the background and I would be pulling the strings. <laughs> I wouldn't really be the face. Um, all right. Well, here's this. Here's the egg fact for today. Harriet the Hen laid the world's largest egg in 2010, measuring a hefty 9.1 inches in diameter. Does that move the needle for you? <laughs> Does that say anything for you? Wait, so it's an... Do a, anything to you? And it must mean specifically chicken egg. Yeah, they're talking about... Oh, so the largest They're talking about eggs egg? that you can... Yeah, that, that are... They're talking about the eggs that we're talking about. Yeah, we're not talking like an ostrich or yeah, a brontosaurus. Like, no, no. <laughs> but we already talked about that That is an egg pack, that the world, the largest single cell in the world is the ostrich egg. Yeah, but that's not the same as what is the size of the largest chicken egg. Yeah, but that didn't say chicken egg. It's an article about chicken eggs, so it's uh. assumed. Do you want me to go back and do like a brackets? And I added chicken egg. <laughs> the March Madness we deserve. <laughs> brackets of chicken and ostrich and other egg. Yeah. Who, egg laying. We'll uh, finally get to the bottom. All right. What no, about platypus? We have to get rid of this segment. It's not fun. There's not I anything. I had a great time. 
interesting about eggs. I mean, there's interesting things to talk about around eggs, but there's not good facts. Let's face the facts. There's no good facts. <laughs> Egg on my face. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, you said you thought you might have an interesting egg fact. I don't know if it's interesting, but a lot of people don't know that um, salmonella lives on the outside of an egg. Like, it lives on the shell and not inside. So when people are often afraid of things, that if they're afraid of tasting things that have raw egg in them, they often are like, oh, don't do that. You could get salmonella. And also, you could you have a better chance of getting salmonella from romaine lettuce than you do eggs. Yeah, I always that eat That was a pretty good egg, egg fact. I always I eat think we're bringing, down. we're keeping the segment. Yeah. Did I, I guess save it? Yeah, you <laughs> saved the segment. So saved the segment. Saved the segment. Oh, I mean, that could be like a new you. thing you do with all your guests. Like, you could have like a segment, segment you're hot and cold on. I put, I put <laughs> the segment on the line see if, if they, they don't do fix. a good job. Hey, we have this idea. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> all right, we're doing this segment. Go. But if it's not funny, we're not doing it again. Yeah. So, yeah. Focus. I, um, yeah, I always, I probably, to be honest with you, I think one of the hard, when I watch the, uh, the cooking competition shows, I'm like, I think the hardest part is remembering not to lick your fingers. <laughs> it is. So sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Like, I think that I, I don't want to freak you out. I always disinfect everything as soon as I'm done cooking and I wipe everything down. But I feel like I don't do a good job when it comes to like, you know, I try not to keep, I try to keep everything separated. If I'm doing a good job is if somebody else was watching me, I'm sure that they would red flag me. <laughs> If someone was like if you blowing were on a whistle, cooks, yeah. If someone would... was blowing a whistle every time I licked my finger and touched something, or touched something to one thing and then touched it to another, th- like a raw thing to a cooking, th- I'd probably yeah. If you were blowing the whistle on me, I'd probably get the whistle blown a few times. And I would the health get department's from gonna the game. shut you right down. They're gonna freak the fuck yeah. out. <laughs> I'm always happy when someone cuts their finger because I was like. Ugh. Oh, that's what I would have done <laughs> if I was falling behind. <laughs> it's easy to do, especially on like the TV shows, because they're getting those like huge restaurant quality, heavy ass, super sharp knives. Because like, most people at home, especially people who don't cook, like or aren't good at, it, <laughs> yeah, like are gonna have dull, dull in knives. You that's have important. to lean Sharpen into knives, a dull. People. Yeah, yeah. Sharpen your knives, but af- right after you sharpen them. You have to be actively thinking. I just sharpen these because they do, like slide. You cut a shoe, you slide right through it. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't want to be like an infomercial. If Ronco has taught me shoes. anything, this cuts through a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> this cuts through my hand. You cut through these leather shoes that I just. It's like, why are you cutting them? I'm like, why well, now it's not going to cut through anything. Yeah. Why are you cutting an onion after through leather shoes? I, I get that you're hammering at home. <laughs> it does here. But... And you're hammered. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're so hammered. But yeah, I always, there was some lady that was on top the one time and she she had just sharpened her knives and she immediately cut herself and I was like, oof. But uh, yeah. I That's a real bitch move on editing team's department. Being like, it's important my knives are sharp. Then like she cuts herself. I'm like, wow, was she a real, a real, uh, real precious on set that day yeah. or something? She have a tantrum. They didn't, they didn't give her any warning. They're like, why don't you chop a few things before you run that through your finger? Like you ever watch Chopped and someone's like leaving, like in their first like eliminated, and they're like clearly like raging like they're like hold, holding back every ounce of like anger and tears that they have and they're just like well uh the judging was interesting but uh glad i got here glad i got to do this uh it's an accomplishment and i'm just gonna go back to my restaurant 
Yeah, you have to be graceful when you get kicked off of anything because you don't want people to call you a bad sport. But I don't, I don't, I don't agree. I think that if I they have that long hallway, I would just take like off, so and <laughs> run towards the camera and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, can you, we we can't use this? Can you go back to the end of the and then it? Because <laughs> they really try to emotionally like manipulate you too when you're on the show. Like, I actually I hung out with um some guy that was a chef in New York for a minute, and he was telling me that he got asked to be on Chopped, and he was said no because one of his friends was on it, and they like made him look like an asshole. And he was like, hey, he's like, I don't know. He was like. I don't want to be on this. Just... Did he say how so? Like what? What? Like an asshole? How? Just they made him seem like he didn't know what he was doing, and then in the end, they made him seem like he was like kind of dramatic about being kicked off the show, giving them them good sound bites. Yeah, and it's. I, I mean, would love I'll... to find that episode. I mean, I don't know. I yeah, can't. I, know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm who like, the fuck can't. This kid is. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna bother me. Oh, yeah, should I should I hit him up? Tux- hey, yeah, we it must exist. Six months ago. How long have I been back? Twelve months 12 ago. Months ago. <laughs> six to twelve months ago. This yeah, was six um, to twelve months. Um, yeah, I uh, I uh, I think that I would freak out when they kick and because they also just like they right before they kick you off, they make you tell a sad story about yourself. Right. What would this money do for you? It's like, who's dead in your yeah? Who's well, dead in your family, and how much debt are you in? Ah, <laughs> uh, you didn't make the cut. I'm and sober then you're now, supposed to like get and off I... and be like, I'm just happy for the opportunity to be on the show. Or it's like, I'll finally take my partner on a honeymoon because we couldn't go to one. We both work in the restaurant industry, and we have a kid, and we're poor. Really, we both got diagnosed with cancer on the day of our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, the doctor ran so in mid-ceremony. our honeymoon was us having chemo together, and now we're in remission. And they're like, the eggs were too salty. <laughs> they were like, you overcooked the egg. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're off the show. Or even worse, like, I don't understand what the egg is doing here. Like, when they say they're real oh. condescending chef shit, like, I, I, which like, I love. The I don't meal was want disconnected. To... Any one of these elements would have been fine, but together, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> I know like... Jeffrey Zakarian loves this podcast, so I don't want him to think that I don't want him to keep saying really <laughs> underhanded, bitchy things as he does. That's why I like watching The Kitchen sometimes, too. Yeah. I like, I honestly, any cooking show, but no, no baking shows for me. I'm, I'm, they, it's not so suspenseful because they have to stand there and wait for 45 minutes before anything and then it becomes just basically a sculpture off like they, they're making all these like large edible like cupcake wars where it's like yeah. 30% of the show is like now we need to design a, a huge wood cutout piece that's the peanuts and everything's and... covered in fondant <laughs> yeah. which tastes like crap yeah, it's like Snoopy does Arbor Day or something cake thing I never understood I do like like watching the, the the sugar sculptures where the I think I just like to watch the part where they have to carry it from the <laughs> <laughs> I like the physical challenge aspect of it of like now we just have to get it on the truck it's the, it's the cake equivalent of, of the egg on the spoon and then yeah. you just cut to like a, a pink eyed woman who's just like well we had it almost in the vehicle she calls it a vehicle and yeah. uh, and then it fell over on the concrete <laughs> So all the Girl Scouts today will be getting That's messed up. That, that I think that I think that the funniest thing is is watching them try to. It's so much to spend. There is a lot of you are you. There's a lot of stakes. They spend all this time making this 
sugar yeah. glass sculpture, and then they carry it, and then someone's not strong enough, they kind of... It is real early in them with a long day, too, when you have, like, like, they probably start shooting. They probably have to be on set at, like, 7, 8 in the morning, and then there they are cooking appetizers at, like, 10. And then they must break for lunch at some point, or they'll probably shoot. Like, then they'll probably have the judging round, and then they'll dismiss them, and there's probably, like, an hour in between there, and they'll do yeah, lunch. Yeah, you it's know a little bit about how that kind of production shit works. Reality TV. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to work. I was a PA um, for a couple different shows because there used to be... Um, a video production house in Philly called Banyan Productions, and they were sort of in the TL. They were in TLC's pocket, like they were the ones who did Trading Spaces, Makeover Story, and all of those sorts of Trading Spaces, Boys vs. Girls, all the classics. Yeah, so I started working on some of those shows, and uh, yeah, because it's like you know, you it's it's a long day to shoot anything. You're there very early in the morning, and then they'd be shooting until probably like two or three in the afternoon. And then they're like, all right, let's do lunch. So it's probably like they start cooking at 7 a.m. by the time they're finished that dinner round and finished judgments and getting all the shots they need to make a complete episode. It's probably like nine o'clock at night. Yeah. That's why I always feel like the, I mean. That's why they're so emotionally exacerbated. Yeah. And then you only see an hour of their emotional roller coaster ride. Because like by the time you're seeing them in the dessert round, like, and that, you know, when you watch them like pick up a bottle and take a swig, because it's probably eight o'clock at night and they've, Oh, standing around a lot. Of, a lot of reality TV is standing around and waiting. A lot yeah, of waiting. I was gonna say they don't really show you how long. It's like they only get thirty minutes to cook and cho- like for with Chopped, for example. It's like yeah. they only get thirty minutes to cook, or fifteen minutes, thirty minutes, and then an hour. You're like, okay, this is two hours they're cooking. They're probably sitting in that back room talking to each other, being like, who do you think won? For like three hours because yeah. they have to reset all the lighting to do the judging, and then they have to reset everything to get back into the kitchen so it's like they probably are back there for like it's probably like a 14 hour process and they're only actually cooking for an hour and a half which is yeah and they probably can't have their phones because of nda stuff (laughs) like they don't want to have people taking selfies of like the final two and like spoiling the episode um uh, I was on Ink Master. I got to be a human. Yeah. And that was a long, long day. I was a human canvas. Like, I wasn't really even in an active part of the show. Like, I was just the person who got tattooed. And that was 7 a.m. call time. And then we shot the first half of the show on Long Island. So it was shooting in um, television production studios that are part of, like, it's, they're in, um, oh my gosh, uh, uh, Newark. So they're not actually in New York City. They're they're just in, in Jersey. And then they went to Long Island, which is like another two hours away to shoot just the opening segment to get like these shots in like an old vintage airport museum. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> sorry. Um, and then by the time we got back, like and we weren't even matched up with our artists. So if you're not familiar with the show, like, you know, the canvases get paired up with different tattoo artists. And then we shot that until like one o'clock in the one o'clock in the afternoon we got back we drove two hours back to the studio finally met with the tattoo artists and discussed what they were going to do then we broke for lunch at like three thirty-four in the afternoon and then we went back and then they tattooed us until like nine o'clock at night and then we had to do all the show pictures like of the arms so we would um 
we had to like put on these all black costumes and then like stand in different things and like the whole time like we're freshly tattooed so you're so sore and like it's yeah. and like everyone's coming over and then that's also when the judges come around and see what's happening so they're like oh how does it feel do you like it and like asking all these questions and it's just like dave navarro vaping <laughs> and you're like it's been 15 hours i am so tired yeah and they're probably just in like some sort of like pod where they're being preserved <laughs> well, yeah no dave navarro had this whole back area layer that was yeah. just literally like an open sort of space that had like all of this like black fabric tied to the ceiling draping down so he like lived in sort of this like exactly how you'd imagine dave navarro's yeah. like private area to be and like this big red like leather velvet couch or whatever and not leather and velvet that's that would be really weird yeah no, i get <laughs> velvet what you're saying you like, can't oh sorry suede suede, suede. <laughs> yeah i was like what is it it's like leather and um <laughs> oh, sorry that's pretty funny suede we're good mm-hmm. all right okay we're back we're back was is, a good is it nap. weird to say that you're back from something that you didn't announce that you were going away to? <laughs> we had some technical difficulties. But we're back. But we're, we're back. back. Everything's working. Back, back We were strong. never gone, and now we're back. Yeah. As far as the people <laughs> listening to this, they, it's been a second in their vehicle with a heartache. I don't know the concept of time either. <laughs> For, it was like 20, 30 minutes. Holy shit. What wow. am I doing? We're different people now. We've grown. <laughs> I feel like I've grown um, three feet taller, <laughs> but we probably, we really should get a, well, we were going to do the crack thing. You want to crack an egg on something? Crack an egg. If you want to crack an egg, you should crack it on a flat surface. Don't cut it. Don't crack it on the rim of a bowl or whatever you're cracking the egg into because that will splinter it, the shell into the egg. Yeah. We usually do the segment, the crack, crack the egg. Oh. But now we're going to just <laughs> talk about both. cracking. Yeah. Well, no. We were yeah, just talking about how, yeah. You shouldn't let's crack. split up some eggs. Yeah, split those eggs. But I, that is real, though. I've just yeah. learned that recently because you, I would always crack, if I was cracking an egg into a pan, I would crack it on the side of the pan thinking I was doing the right thing. But you should do it on a flat surface because when you crack it on the edge, you're pushing the shell pieces into the space where you're going to pull the egg apart yep. and you're essentially asking for them to get in the pan. I always <laughs> crack my eggs into a vessel before I pour it into the pan or whatever I'm doing with it. All right. Well, I'm not Rachel Ray. <laughs> um, oh, I'm just clumsy and I'm like, oh, it, uh, I got a shell in it. Now I have to, I'd rather pick the shell out of another vessel than pick it out of a hot. No, yeah. I think that that, I just, I think that I fantasize about having a cooking show when I'm in the kitchen. I'm like, if I'm going to do something the proper <laughs> way, I'm kind of narrating in my head and I'm like, yeah, I'm Rachel Ray. I'm going to get everything out of the refrigerator all at once. Like, Welp, <laughs> it's Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that means it's tacos so i'm preheating my oven at 350 <laughs> yeah and, and you know i'm making those fresh tortillas or whatever the hell i don't know like it, i rachel Ray's. who's your favorite uh my favorite chef chef oh TV man chef. um She's uh, chef. Uh, I, I love Alton Brown. I love so many of them for yeah. many reasons. Uh, Alton Brown's great. I learned a lot from him. If I don't know how to make something, I will usually go to his site or one of his books 
and see if he's done it already and how he did it. Sometimes they're very convoluted. Like he's made like his own tandoori oven out of two clay pots in his backyard. I'm like, that's a little too far. Uh, yeah. It's a little you're, too you're like, like, bunker culinary for my liking. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'll just buy the smoked pork. <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> that's actually funny. I would like the the uh, cookbook that's like, it's like. Uh, bunker style. <laughs> but Or it's like, you know how in the beginning of a recipe it tells you like how long it's going to take, how many servings it is. Or yeah. It'll be like, how many days is going to take? How many people you need to help you? You know, it's like not, and then the servings. It's sort of be like, oh yeah, you can make twelve servings, but you need two people to lift this, uh, you know, st- stove that we're going to teach you how to make. Yeah, I. Uh, so I, I usually go to him first, but then I also love Chef Alex Gernicelli. Um, oh yeah, she's one of the chop. She's judges. one of the chop judges, Iron Chef. Um, is executive chef at several New York City restaurants. Yeah, I, nice hair. Yeah, great hair. Calm great disposition. Hair. She's also in the kitchen now as well. Yeah, you don't so, want that hair in your, in your food, though. <laughs> no, no, absolutely I mean, not. It's unrelated to the food, is that I'm not commenting on her hair. <laughs> um, all right, well, I guess we're coming up on our last segment. Is that, or we want to talk about the Canterbury Yeah, eggs? we should. It, yeah, right. It's, right. Uh, <laughs> it's almost Easter, which is a big egg-centric holiday. It's like your big, do you put up a tree? Yeah, <laughs> your yeah. egg tree. You know, I always have the tree up. Wink, you know, <laughs> oh, <like that>. okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, we I've always got my tree all up. year round in this household. Cool. But yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I I will die. Honestly, if somebody wants to come over and help me dye eggs, I'll dye eggs. Dye eggs. Then you can hide Did them. And uh, I don't really hide them in the fridge. <laughs> we hide them in the fridge. <laughs> I put them on a different shelf. Yeah. Um, I haven't dyed eggs in a long time. I can't. We didn't really do a t- we like I think we did it once or twice as kids, but like we didn't eat like hard boiled eggs a lot as children. Like there wasn't a lot of egg salad going on in our household, so it was always just such a waste. Like my grandmother would like, and I, she never made them a lot too, so they would be like oh, like really overcooked, like almost like dark around the yolk and like yeah, exactly like everything you <laughs> yeah. exactly. Then they're dyed with like those like pods or whatever, like. Yeah. The grocery store food dye. And like the eggs were faintly that color. <laughs> I loved that. That was my favorite. We would all we would all get six eggs. We would get to, to design them however we wanted. You'd get a little jealous. You'd make your first two like kind of boring and then you'd be like, all right, I got to spice yeah, this up. Yeah, I got to. Draw on it with a white crayon. Yeah, yeah. And then it makes it a design. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Oh, wait, did I know that? That's, now you're taking me back to a place that I haven't visited in my brain, like, you know, going through an attic. And you're like, oh, wow, yeah. look well, at all the Easter shit to, in this I box. I used to work, work for basically a toy store, so I got, like, uh, you know, the Easter kits and all the <laughs> All the Easter um, Trying to get people to be merch. like, hey, you guys want to pretend we, our family loved us when we were children and we could all get together and do these traditional <laughs> american childhood things right i don't know easter's so weird it's funny because it's like I, I remember watching easter evolve from a candy egg specific holiday into this other sort of gift holiday and when i had friends that had kids some of them would like go all, like like not like go fully all out but they would buy a bunch of toys like almost like another christmas sort of what? situation and then they're like the easter bunny brought all this crap and i'm like didn't they just got a bunch of crap like six months ago? Like I don't know. Yo, the Easter Bunny did not have pockets. When we didn't I even was have. We didn't even do separate Easter <laughs> baskets. I think we did that like one or two years, and then usually it was just like one large basket that just had candy in it. And like for us, Easter was always just a, an acceptable time to eat candy before noon. And yeah, you just got one big, you got one big Easter money chocolate. 
chocolate bunny. Yeah. And then you got a bunch of um, rando like uh, jelly beans adjacent. in the bottom of a thing with grass. In <laughs> yeah, it or exactly. Like, when you're at the bottom, crazy. And it's all the black and white jelly beans that are the um, the ones that get eaten last, and they're all like gathered at the bottom of the. Yeah, uh, no one likes Easter the black basket. and white. Jelly beans. Jelly beans. <laughs> Everyone, I, I liked them. I like black jelly beans. I like licorice. Uh, people hate What's it. What's white flavor? Milk? It's, it's, it is. It is. It's actually like a cream sort of like flavored. I mean, sometimes they're vanilla. Kind of sounds like they would taste good together. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? They are white. magical. Uh, especially when you put like nine of them in your mouth at once and then you're just like, chewing on a giant. I like the um, candy brands that came out with their own jelly beans. So there's like Starburst jelly beans mm-hmm. and Skittles jelly beans. Starburst um, j- jelly beans are really good. Yeah, they uh, are really good. And that I fuck with. But they don't have, um, they don't have, they don't have, they don't have licorice. I'm not a fan of licorice flavor. A lot of people hate it. Too bitter. Um... But yeah, so oh, and my grandmother would make what's called Easter pie, which was almost a quiche. So uh, I know you were talking on Casey's when Casey was here. You guys talked about you made a quiche, or it's one of your. I love quiche. So and it's, I, it wait, was, you yeah, said you're Italian. Mom, yes. Yeah, my family makes Easter pie. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, it's yeah. like what is it? It's uh, like it's, it's almost the only difference between a quiche and an Easter pie is it has a top. Usually, Have like there? they would do like the top <laughs> crust, and then inside yeah. it would have. It would just be a, a pretty standard like egg custard, like like a quiche, but then it would have. Um, like my grandmother put in it uh, ham, diced ham, ham and diced pepperoni, mm. like oh, like we, hard we pepperoni. Never did, yeah, I know. Yeah, we ham and cheese. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. I think that's she like would do cheese. Yeah, that's like a quiche, but it, quiche, but it had a top. Yeah, but it had a top. It's like traditionally quiche doesn't have a top to it, so they would do like almost like an apple pie, <laughs> but it was a, a quiche. But my sister and I loved it. Like we ate so much of it, and it's like such a good like we would have it for dinner, we could have it for breakfast. Like my grandmother would make like four of them because like we would all just like it, it was so so good. So yeah, good. I love mozzarella. Quiche. That was, was in it. Mm-hmm. Love quiche. It's yeah. It's like pepperoni and mozzarella. It's like a pizza, egg pizza. Egg pizza. Yeah. Quiche. Yeah. It's more like a savory egg cheesecake. You ever have egg pizza? When you crack an egg on top of it. Yeah. Well, no. Well, that too. That is delicious. I do love a good runny egg. Yeah. On a pizza. But what's an egg pizza? Um, when I I worked for a pizza place that did brunch and it was like a pizza bar kind of place and uh. They had um, breakfast style pizzas, so it was kind of like like an egg, like it was like an actual pizza, cru- like dough crust, but then on it would be like egg and bacon and sausage <laughs> and all of these delicious things and peppers and I forgot the sauce. Like the sauce wasn't quite tomato sauce, but it wasn't quite just egg either because that's a lot of eggs and like to cook an egg in a pizza hot pizza oven, like they almost have to start to cook the. <laughs> crust first and then the egg would cook actually on the yeah because eggs take like five seconds to cook but the fried um, egg on anything that just changes everything into something super delicious yeah i do i'm like cracking egg on anything oatmeal i used to do that all the time i'd make like a savory oatmeal like put some hot sauce in an oatmeal and salt and pepper and then mm-hmm. i would just fry an egg lay it over top and then just like let the runny egg make I basically a sauce do that with rice every morning yeah that's the same thing yeah it's the same principle rice and egg is so good mm-hmm all right, well, I guess we have to get into our last little yeah. eggment, um, which is the exit interview. Sit back, get ready <laughs> all right. to answer some questions that don't really fucking matter. But uh, <laughs> These are very important. All right, the first question is, what do you think comes first, the chicken or the egg? Oh, the egg. The, absolutely the egg. Um, I'm not going to tell you why. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it would just make sense the okay. way that animals have changed and that we have linking, you know, like every time, like a, like so, chickens and dinosaurs are related, 
right? And going by that principle. Um, you know, this is the dinosaur slowly changed to become the chicken. It had to constantly lay an egg and then just evolution, you know, had to change something. So it's like scales became, like all of a sudden there was like dinosaurs that had more feathers and less scales and that had slowly had beaks. So eventually one day something close enough to a chicken started to shift and then it was always coming out of the egg. So it's the egg, I have yeah. to say. What, what would, Drew, what would, what's your opinion? I fully agree with that. It's like the the egg had to come out that bore the first chicken first right yeah i mean it was something close to the chicken that you know the parent of that egg but that wasn't a chicken yet so the egg had to come first right exactly so it was like a dinosaur that slowly shifted or whatever they evolved from but that's the same thing with anything like we all you know it's like the fish that walked out of the ocean eventually grew legs and Mm -hmm. that's you know a common ancestor for everyone if you had a i don't like the idea of spirit animals Mm. but if you had to say that you're personality or your soul or your spirit was an animal <laughs> what animal would you choose oh man um i guess like uh the <laughs> um you know when a crust punk couple has like a dog you know that they're traveling around with uh yeah, <laughs> yeah a, that's that guitar. it's that dog he yeah. has his own acoustic it's the dog guitar. it's just kind of like or at least his own acoustic guitar case that's it's not my fault on. my parents are like this <laughs> i am just trying to survive here <laughs> gotcha so you would want to be like a formerly abused but now currently saved but also still in a bad situation dog. yeah exactly <laughs> Like, I'm miles away from where I was, but this is probably not, you know, ideal. (laughs) Still out. You're on the journey. You haven't really made it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that answer. (laughs) In the couple, in the couple, who would you, in the, in the punk crust couple, would would you be the, would you be the man or the woman? Of, I mean, the the dog, (laughs) not of the couple. I would be their, their dog. Oh, are you asking me what the dog's gender would be? I I guess if, okay. Oh, wait, who's the dog like the most? This is a better question. If you were put in a, in, if as the dog, if you were put um, in the middle of the couple and they were like, come here, boy, prove yourself to me. Like they were breaking up. Who would you go to? You think you would go to the man? Oh, it would probably be a joint woman? custody thing, right? Like that's what people do now. You would want now. to do two weeks, two weeks? Right, yeah. Every other like weekends, <laughs> you know, kind of like how it was with my human parents. You know, I, uh, you know, weekends with dad and then uh, live the in the school the district. Real with mom. With mom. The real days with mom. The real days with mom, yeah. Because <laughs> mom has a kitchen table, not a weight bench. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> who would you go to yeah. if they were breaking up like watched... I don't know I'm a dog whoever fed me the most uh... I just recently watched one of the first episodes of the Simpsons where they do that with Maggie and then she just goes oh, and hugs right. the TV so it's, uh, <laughs> it's Bart and Lisa and they're like no come to me and she just she goes up and she hugs the TV I had a friend that used to just do that TV. as a bit like walk into a room with a TV and be like hi mom and then give it a kiss <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, well, speaking of TV, what's, uh, what, what would you say is the best TV show that you've watched recently? Um, I am, oh gosh, uh, Pose for sure. I finally launched into Pose and I am on season two and like the earlier part of it, but I'm so slow to everything like with TV. Like I watch, so I, I play a lot of video games and I listen to a lot of, what, what your video game guy, yeah, uh, what are you playing? Yeah, I just <laughs> finished the remake of Final Fantasy 8 not 7 but 8 they oh, finally okay. um, 
Yeah, it was at the, on the PlayStation Store, and I it was a game I had in college. Like I yeah. played the shit out of that game, and it was four CD. It's a very old sentence coming. Like, it was a four CD uh-huh, <laughs> game uh-huh. that you had to change when you moved into different parts of the world and uh, do different things in the game. And uh, my fourth CD was corrupt, so I never could finish it. And it took oh. me months that to finish hurts. that game. That so is, I, was, I feel that. I never could finish it. Yeah, so when it would finally, it was on the PlayStation Store, and they're like, we uh, they updated it visually a little bit. Um, and I was like, oh, I bought it. Like I sprained my wrist buying it and <laughs> <laughs> trying to like, just load it first. And then um, spent three weeks playing that. So I'm kind of like off, like I'm in an in-between place because I had just played Horizon Zero Dawn before that. Nice. Which is another, like that took me three weeks to play through, and it's very... It's amazing. Easily, that's probably my favorite video game I've ever played in my life. Like, what a compelling story. I've yeah. heard of it. I have never played it. It's so good. It's so good. It just, I almost cried at the end. Like, it was so moving. Like, nice. <laughs> I was... Love it. Um, so, I had, I don't watch it on the TV, and when I do, it's usually I put on something... It's either RuPaul's Drag Race, or I'll put Which, on HGTV and, like, sort of, like, you know, check my phone every 20 minutes. But um, Pose, I've been super engaged. I'm not even looking at my phone. That's on. It's like an amazing show. Um... If you haven't seen it, and I know that their third season's coming out soon, and it's their final season, uh, which makes sense because it takes place in a very short period of history. Yeah, <laughs> end it when it needs to end. Right, yeah. Um, and speaking of that, I have one final question. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> now, final, final question around. Uh, how do you think this went? How do you, how do you feel? Oh, this is great. Yeah. This is awesome. This is like when we hang out. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> I don't always wear headphones when we do. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes I do, so... <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> well, thank you for being here, and... Uh, yeah, you can follow me uh, at uh, Instagram at Michael K. Sure, why not? Uh, Twitter, uh, Michael, LOL, OK. And uh, I'm not booked on anything because there's been a pandemic. Um, I, I'll take gigs. Yeah, um, that's what I feel like. Everyone at the end of this, any comedian, yeah, this one, it's going for a while. It's going to be like, I am available. I've uh, available is a morbid understatement for what I am. Uh, free, fully free. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm not, well, not free. free. Not free. We're I willing want to be 15% paid. percent off dinner. A hundred percent of our prop, own uh, profit. Hundred percent of them drink tickets, <laughs> yeah. baby. You can have a sip, but we want the rest. Cool. Uh, yeah. 90%. <laughs> Maybe you can just put some water in a glass that used to have someone else's drink in it that's cool. yeah we'll take whatever we can get yeah, um yeah. but yeah thank you for being here thank you bye, bye. hey you freaking nerd what are you doing listening to the end of this what, are you crazy you got too much time on your hands the show's over but i really do appreciate you listening all the way to the end that's why i'm giving you a little little extra a little extra and that little extra is me begging you to keep listening and begging you begging you Ugh. I love when a word already has egg right in the middle of it that's that's what you want to hear but begging you to like share subscribe can you like podcasts I don't even know I just am saying what everybody else says but I do appreciate you listening and I would love you to keep listening and I would like you to share this with your friends maybe you know tell your favorite egg enthusiastic friend that this is your new favorite podcast something easy breezy beautiful cover girl to listen to any day of the week thank you and good night